Hello, everybody. Welcome to another segment of the Pivoted Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Goldsmith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Cochran from TCC Canada. Today, we're very pleased to be welcoming Paula Hopkins from Invest Ottawa. Paula, thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, thank you so much for having me. So, Paula, let's start off with a little housekeeping. Let's talk about some background. Who are you and what's Invest Ottawa all about, please? Yeah, absolutely. As you know, as you said, I'm Paula Hopkins, and I'm the senior manager of the entrepreneurship team at Invest Ottawa. Um, and Invest Ottawa is the ec an economic development agency facilitating economic growth and job creation in the city of Ottawa. Um, and we have different programs under our venture development and global expansion teams that actually help support uh, businesses. So essentially, we help businesses either start or grow. You know, so often we hear from small businesses that there are no resources. And you have quite a team available, you know, helping people scale up and start up and business plan writing and social media and all this. Can you talk a bit about some of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the resources that Invest Ottawa offers to help people launch businesses. Yeah, so we have a number of different teams at Invest Ottawa. And so um, depending on the team, we all have different uh, programs and services related to the sector that we focus on. And so we have our global expansion team that really helps uh, helps our businesses go global and also helps uh, bring business uh, from uh, out of country into Ottawa to help uh, develop our, like I said, our economic uh, growth. The other teams there, we, we have uh, teams that focus on technology-based businesses. Um, so those disruptive type, new innovation, we've got support for them. And we also have support for our traditional product and service-based businesses. And so my team specifically oversees uh, the, the latter. So we, we really work with on the ground with our, our small business community, uh, such as uh, you know your coffee shops, your restaurants, our hairdressers, nail salons, you know, uh, contractors, roofers. Those are the types of clients that are typical for, for my team. And mostly my team uh, provides free services in the form of business advisory. We have an education center where we offer uh, up to 200 webinars a year uh, or workshops if we're in person. And then uh, we have different programs. And, and are all those workshops offered free of charge? That's correct. Yes, they're all free of charge and they're all focused on on either starting a business. So the concepts that you would need to know in order to launch a business or or different things if you're challenged in certain areas while growing your business. So they're all what I always say is uh, entrepreneurs are really good at what they do, but they may not necessarily be good at all business. Uh, aspects and so so our our webinars and our programs and advisory but specifically the webinars um, they focus on those areas to provide the the assistance in those in the business side that you might be lacking right well I you know over the years I've uh, attended many of the events and I used to host the the workshop on networking so I'm a huge supporter of what uh, what invest Ottawa does because so many people are launching a business and as you mentioned Paula they might be really good at something but they don't know what they don't know about entrepreneurship. That's and, a perfect way of saying that, Jared. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. So this, this is fantastic. Let's, let's skip ahead a little bit. Since we're talking about Invest Ottawa and you deal with launching and helping to promote and grow entrepreneurs and small business, 
how was Invest Ottawa affected by COVID? Yeah, so we were we were quite affected by COVID. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, like everyone, right? Most of, especially my team, but most of what we do. Excuse me. Okay, that's fine. Actually, Sean, we'll edit Sorry. this little section out here. <clears throat> Frog in my throat. I apologize. Actually, now's a good time to me to get a coffee. <laughs> About that, <clears throat> it always happens, right? Anyways. Um, so, so back on track. So most of what we do, how we were affected, uh, especially my team, we are very uh, in-person. So a lot of our services were provided in person. So like many businesses, we had to shift online. Um, there were other teams inside of our organization, uh, such as our talent team, that is focused on helping bring uh, talented people into Ottawa uh, to support our, our technology-based companies. And of course, when the pandemic hit, now we shifted their, their services to helping displaced workers in Ottawa versus trying to bring people into Ottawa. So, so it's types things like that. Everybody at Invest Ottawa, we were all affected in one way or another, for sure. Sure, and I know- so, uh, Paula, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna ask, how long have you been with Invest Ottawa? Oh, good question. Yeah, I've been here. It'll be eight years in June. I've been a part of the wow. Invest Ottawa team. Yeah, it's, it's so been what awesome. drew you to Invest Ottawa in eight years ago? Ah, love. <laughs> I had my my uh, husband lived in Ottawa at the time, and so I moved Ottawa way. But the team that I work for at Invest Ottawa, it's it's uh, it, it's funded by the province, and it's considered a small business enterprise center. And I was working for the small business enterprise center in, in my hometown of Brockville. And so at that time, I uh, a job opening came up in the team uh, that that is was the team that I was working for in Brockville. And so I made made the transition. I was lucky enough to to get the position there. So that's what drew me there. But really, my past, I'm an entrepreneur. So I, it's in my blood. My So I've had many businesses my on my own. And so my goal uh, is has always been to help people not make the same mistakes I've made <laughs> as an entrepreneur. So that's that's kind of my past and what drew me to Invest Ottawa. Oh, that's great. No, it's great to have that mindset as well, because it's easy to read a book and interpret what the entrepreneurship enjoy or a journey is like, but until you've lived it and felt the pain of the mistakes <laughs> that you can make along the way, then you don't really know what it's like, right? So I think uh -huh. that's a great perspective to have. Thank you. I, yeah, it's true. There's an analogy that I used to say years ago was, um, you know, a, a little bit of warfare. Who would you rather follow through the trenches? The grizzled old sergeant who's been there for three years or the new lieutenant right out of West Point? <laughs> Doesn't know anything. So having the experience as an entrepreneur is so valuable because you understand uh, the throws and, and the issues that many of us are going through while we're launching. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paula, let's talk about you personally. How were you sure. affected by COVID? Well, um, like I'm sure a lot of us uh, that are listening, my my parents or my mom is elderly and my husband's parents are elderly. So I actually haven't seen my mom in person uh, for a, over a year now. 
Um, I've had window visits and, you know, doorway visits, that kind of thing, but never not in person because her health is a little compromised. So, uh, so that has been very hard uh, to not be, I'm definitely a people person. My family means a lot. So uh, people and being around people, I think one of the hardest things I've found is, is like, I'm a hugger. And I just can't 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 be in in person with people and hug people. So that's been a challenge for sure. Um, so it's really it's really the connections I think that has uh, for me personally that has been the most difficult through this time. Um, my husband and I are lucky. We live in the country, so um, we have a lot of a lot of land, and so being stuck inside isn't an issue for us, which we're we're super fortunate with for. Um, but the, that that I think it's more the connections I think that has been the hardest. Right. So, Paula, as you were sort of experiencing that mid-March panic that everybody else did, what was it that your team did uh, internally to be able to sort of pivot and get into action in this virtual world that we've all been just suddenly thrown into? Yeah. So my entrepreneurship team, uh, I'll speak specifically to them um, and I can address the overall organization as well if you wish. But um, my team specifically, because we are more client facing than any of the other teams, um, we had always had in the in the back of our mind that one day we'll offer our workshops virtually right we'll we'll eventually get a platform for webinars and do do things differently and uh literally within a week we had to to move everything online so we had to source a platform we had to get it implemented we had to learn it we had to and then get our speakers all up to date and then um, uh, get get the ball rolling again. So I would say within a week to two, week to week and a half, we had all of our all of our uh, webinars online. We shifted all of our advisory services online to virtual, and we also ended up um, we were right in the middle of starting uh, to launch one of our programs. Our we had a we have a youth entrepreneurship program that we run over the summer. And so we had to turn that program into a virtual online program as well. So so those were like every piece of, of my side of the of Invest Ottawa just had to completely shift uh, in the, the delivery method. Um, so that that's that's for personally for me that how it's affected. And I know that um, the Digital Main Street Initiative, I, I've been one of the ambassadors for a long time. Can you talk a little bit about how that is helping entrepreneurs in Ottawa? Oh, we are so thankful for that program. It has it has reached so many business owners. So the Digital Main Street program, there's many pieces to it, but essentially what it helps businesses do is, is if if you don't have an online presence, there's a program called Shop Here under Digital Main Street that will get you an online store or online presence up and running. Um, and then Invest Ottawa is overseeing the future proof side of the Digital Main Street program. And in that side, again, we offer webinars, so learning that anybody can attend. Um, 
but the the key uh, key piece to this is we have business advisors that really help you understand the shift and pivot that your business needs to have and then we also have trans uh, transformation teams which are teams of students we have a hundred students right now that are working um, t effortlessly tirelessly on helping our businesses um, uh, uh, improve their online presence so whether they need logo refreshes or they need ad campaigns or setting up a campaign, understanding what that is, um, all of those different things that are more technical in nature, our teams will just do it. And, and again, this, these programs are all free for entrepreneurs. So they're, you know, we've had so many success stories come from that program. So the Digital Main Street program is a phenomenal. If, if those on, on the call or listening have not uh, heard of the program, visit Invest Ottawa's website and check it out or, or send me a personal email because I'd be more than happy to help guide you. It's been, it's been a, a, you know, pivotal in the support of our, in our local communities. It's often hard to pull sort of positives from a situation like this pandemic, but I have to look at that as just a benefit for so many different organizations that didn't value maybe an online presence, didn't need it because business was good. But it's been sort of forced upon them now, and there's resources like that to be able to take advantage of. And having all those students being involved, not only do they get um, the incredible experience to work with all these different businesses, but they actually get to help. So, I mean, really showing that entrepreneurial spirit and what what sort of gets instilled upon them going forward. So, I mean, yes, it's a tough year, but hopefully from that, um, all of these kids and all of these businesses come out a bit stronger, right? Uh, absolutely. That's, that's what we are finding for sure. A lot of our programs and services, we've, we've reached more people doing uh, virtual events um, than we ever had in person. Um, we have an International Women's Week event, uh, and, and this year we had more partners involved, we had more registrations, we offered more events, and it's because we were able to draw those people from all over the world, actually, uh, to, to partner and to attend. And even our small little webinars, like, you know, validate your business. We, I've had people on that from, from uh, London. Uh, you know, and, and the UK and all over. So it's, it's really interesting, the draw. And, and you're right, uh, that is not going to go away. That's a really interesting point. So many people think small. They think, okay, I'm going to launch in, in my little suburb of Ottawa. My market is Ottawa. But now that people are realizing it's a global marketplace, especially going virtual, do you think it was just a matter of time? Like it might have taken 10 years to get to this point, but because of COVID, everybody's virtual now. We have no choice. It, it's helping businesses. Do you, what would you think about that? I agree. I think that eventually we were all going that way. Um, and, and it just, it just moved us forward really, you know, accelerated that. Um, I don't think that our, our, you know, our, the traditional way of doing business, like our in-person, our local shops and restaurants, those are never going to go away either. Um, I think what it's done is it's just added to the, the, um, 
to the the services and the ability for us to reach more clients. So I don't think one's leaving us. I think we'll get back to some form of normal. Um, but but you're right, Jared. I think that that this has just uh, you know moved all businesses. We fast forwarded um, to an area that I think would have eventually happened anyways. Yeah, as someone who hosts virtual events, my market's not Ottawa anymore. It's it's yeah. it's really something. Um, so let's talk about how you, Paula, how has COVID made you pivot for success? How have you changed your mind frame? Like, why, why don't you walk us through a, a typical day, if you, if you will? Uh, a, a, oh, a typical day? Um, oh, goodness. So uh, with regards to work, I'm assuming? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so what for me, what's happened is um, it's, it's a kind of good, because I'm sure a lot of us here are feeling this too. It's good and it's bad. I can be connected at any time. Right. I, I when I'm uh, if I need to be online, it's, you know, 637 in the morning. I can be I can be online later in the day. Um, so as I mentioned, my husband and I live in the country. So we had an hour and a half commute um, into the city daily. So now that is actual productive time for me. Uh, so I'm a, I'm actually getting a, a lot more done. So so what we find is that uh, a day in the life of, I mean, it, it changes daily because it depends on what we're offering. But we've usually got a webinar that we're hosting uh, or running. We have uh, our clients and we, we usually have about, oh, I'd say six or, or, or more business advisory services happening in a day. We have, uh, we have our programs that we're constantly in, interacting with the, the individuals in our programs. So, so every day is different. Um, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good connecting with the clients. You know, I can absolutely understand <clears throat> and agree with you. It is a pro and a con for those of us who mm -hmm. don't have to deal with traffic. I can imagine I used to drive that back and forth when I was at McGill in Montreal, it took like three hours a day. It's, and you get used to it. It's part of your lifestyle, but yeah. now we have all this extra time. People are working probably harder than they ever have without realizing it. Do you think there's yeah. more opportunity for mental burnout, like mental health issues because of this? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, and that is, and especially, unfortunately, we don't have children. And so those, those families that are working from home and also have children and, and schooling and all of that that they're dealing with, that, that's a world I don't even understand and can't even imagine. So that's definitely a challenge as well. Um, so 100% mental health is, is an issue. And, um, and Invest Ottawa has been, our executive team has been wonderful at recognizing this. And they have implemented ways to try to keep us connected and to try to help support us if we are, if we are dealing with any of these, these challenges. So they've implemented coffee connections. They've implemented, um, you know, dedicated work time. So times where you you have your meetings and times where you don't, because there's there at the beginning you were online seven in the morning till seven at night talking to people and then getting your job done is you've still got to do that in the middle. So they recognize that and and put dedicated days, you know, no meeting work days in place. 
Um, we have, uh, they've implemented lunchtime wellness training. Um, so they've got support there. So it, they, they've done a, a really great job at trying to help manage that. But again, it's not easy and, and everybody will deal with it in, in different ways and they all have different situations. But um, I could go on about that, the mental health side, because it, it is it is definitely um, these times are challenging for people and in different ways. Why don't, why don't you explain a little bit more about how it is affecting entrepreneurs? We, we have a bit of time. We, we'd love to get into a, a bit more of the meat. Yeah. So so entrepreneurs. Well, it depends on what business you're in. Right. Um, I think entrepreneurs are 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 prone to burnout anyways, right? I think they're prone to, to working all hours, you know, 24 seven. Um, and so now what's happening though, is, is not only are they working 24 seven, now they have to shift their whole thinking about their business. So as I said, entrepreneurs are good at what they do. And now what's happened is we've had to, to take what we know and turn it upside down and try to figure out a way now to survive. And so now that 24 seven, not just becomes, you know, what you're good at and what you know, now is 24 seven in a stressful environment that you're trying to figure out in order to, because if we don't, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to keep my staff employed and, and feed their family? And so the, the level of stress and uh, related to today, um, is is even uh, more than than just the regular entrepreneur twenty four seven, if that makes sense. I, I think and people so, don't realize <clears throat> the amount of work, effort, and time that goes into launching a business. People think, yeah. oh, you know, I'll do a side hustle, I'll do it on the side, this that. I remember um, for years, I, you know, when I launched my first business, I'd be working, you know, so many hours a week, and I'd come across a friend who's in government. Oh my god, I worked fifty hours this week, and I thought, well, I remember what it was like to have a part time job. I wish I only worked 50 hours. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like we're on all the time. Like you've probably realized, you know, in the middle of the night, you're sending yourself a message, the things you have to do the next day. And just you're, that's all you're thinking about because if you're not hustling, then your business is not going to survive. Absolutely. And that's on a, on a regular day. Now during yeah. the pandemic, it's, it's, it's even more uh, stressful. But yeah, you're 100%. And I always used to get when I had my own business, I always used to get, oh, well, you work for yourself. You can go to the you can go, you know, to the gym or play golf or tennis, and you could do that whenever you want. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I can't remember the last time I stepped out of my store. Right, like yeah, little, oh, the, the little, fallacy of why people you know. want to start businesses. It's yeah, yeah. You usually find that I'm going to have four day weekends. Okay, <laughs> maybe in thirty years you can. <laughs> yeah, totally. A weekend. What's a weekend? Yeah. Right. So, Paula, as we sort of hopefully reach the end of this pandemic, what do you personally look forward to the most uh, of getting to do again? People hugging. <laughs> Hugging people, no, um, but it is it is the connections. It's getting getting back to being able to, you know, see my mom again. You know, um, maybe getting seeing my team again. I've you know we've got so many people that we've onboarded into into Invest Ottawa that I've never met. You know, yeah. um, and are, I've only seen this much of people that that we've hired. You know, so um, it's it's personally it's going to be more getting back to those those personal connections um, when it's safe. Yeah. 
Do you see yourself wanting to be back in the office more often than you are now? I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there. I think what we've seen is, is productivity. So this is for me personally, my productivity has really increased working from home. So I, yes, to answer your question, yes, I'm really looking forward to getting back, but I think I, uh, I, a hybrid of that. So maybe not 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 the same amount as as was before because I do find my productivity um, is is really high working from home. So well, I think that there's that a good combination. Sounds like three hours a day. <laughs> that's enough to sort of turn you away from yeah. that anyway, right? Yeah, true. But the think of people in Orleans on rush hour; they're not that far off that that time either, right? So no, and Canada and getting to downtown. So, yeah. um, so I'm sure the, those people are listening to this, going, you know, that's nothing. I do that every day too, right? So, <laughs> well, soon we'll yeah. be getting LRT. So that that's a game changer, but. That's so true. That is very true. But uh, so, yes, the, to answer that question, I agree with you. The commute is, you know, wear and tear in the car, gas money, all that. Personally, that's that's definitely affects me. But Paula, let's talk about um, how this is changing society for businesses. Do you, like mm-hmm. Now that we could have mentors anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could have team meetings anywhere at any time, different time zones, doesn't matter. I agree that there's there's nothing better than meeting somebody face to face and kissing the cheek and hugging and that sort of thing. But how is business changing by going virtual? Well, it's just it's opening so many more options for uh, you know uh, us as large business uh, large businesses and the mom and pop shops. It's just opening up so many more opportunities. We we can reach experts in uh, in anywhere now in the world, and it is going to be more of the norm to be able to to reach out and and uh, and deal with people across the world. Um, you know, hiring practices might be very different now, right? We may be able to now support uh, people that live in BC and still can work for for us uh, or, you know, your business, this, even the small businesses. So so it does, it, it makes the uh, everything just a much wider reach, whether you're a service-based businesses or whether you're a product-based business. I think it, it's definitely gonna affect us. Um, and I can see pros and cons with that as well, you know, but um, but I do see that that overall uh, will we'll most likely see a benefit. Let's talk about um, the organization's future. You know, we, we've already touched a little bit on how it's possibly changing in terms of HR, you know, mm-hmm. working from home remotely. What about the organization's future? Let's let's talk six months down the road or a year from now. What do you think will change over at Invest Ottawa or stay the same? Um, Yeah, well, I think that um, Invest Ottawa, we're looking forward to getting back to like we we, I was saying a little bit more of the the norm um, and offering our programs and services in person. But I think what we're going to see for the future is that uh, we are going to continue the the uh, wider reach. Um, the the virtual events, the virtual offerings, um, and that's not just with my team, right? I th- I think um, you know 
I, I can't speak for for what the the leaders of the other teams have in 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 their mind, but you know our talent team has been doing a phenomenal job with with helping displaced workers here uh, in Ottawa. Um, once the borders open again, I can see them doing that as well as bringing uh, top talent into our city. Um, you know, our, our venture acceleration team uh, that deals with the technology-based companies, mm -hmm. they, you know, they're definitely uh, succeeding with their online prog programming as well. And I can see them reaching wider and far uh, far is that even a word wider <laughs> but uh and i yes i am uh, uh anyways i make up my own words sometimes i am educated but i do that sometimes uh that the they do like i can see definitely their programming staying and and online and same with myself um the other thing that we're seeing that uh, that has been a huge focus, and even more now that we've we are virtual, is our DEI programming. So diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, we're seeing that that is a real focus for us, and we're developing more programming. Um, we've seen we've seen more of an uptake now that we're virtual um, in this in being able to support some of our our equity seeking groups, and so I see. That, that, that when we're back in person, as well as staying virtual, that, that our programming alone is just going to grow. So we're going to be offering a lot more programming to support all types of businesses in all types of areas, right? Yeah, I mean, that's such a growing area. I mean, it has been for years, but the whole concept of going social on social media and having a presence, uh, you know, let's talk about somebody starting a business. They may... I mean, prior to COVID, may not have even considered promoting on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, depending on, on the nature of their business. But mm -hmm. now, would you say that those who don't probably won't have a business? Like, it, it is that essential? Oh, I think social media is absolutely essential. Um, absolutely. The, the thing that I find most entrepreneurs um, might might struggle with is is choosing the wrong platform for their business and that's where the struggle is so when we say social media is absolutely essential um then we see some entrepreneurs like you said they'll they'll be on linkedin they'll be on instagram they'll be on facebook they'll be on on twitter and TikTok and all and and then and then they they get lost in that Right. So so it's it's making sure that you are are, you know, figuring out where your clients are uh, and and then using that platform uh, the best you can instead of trying to spread yourself too thin across social media, because social media can be a beast and it can be a job in its own. Um, so, so picking the proper platform and that's where I found like our advisors at Invest Ottawa. That's what I find that they've been really helping consult businesses on the, you know, where does that target market sit? And even though we've heard a lot about TikTok and that that's really awesome that, you know, that, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, a, you deal with seniors that's not you don't go there right so it's, it's just figuring out where where what social media platform is the best but you're absolutely right jared it is essential um we've even had businesses that haven't even had websites that have come to us and so now if you're not you know get that website up if you don't have a website 
back, you know, a while ago, that probably was okay, especially, you know, if you were even in a rural area, because people know people. But now if you're not online, that's, you, you know, it's challenging. It's going to be if you're not. But I, that was a long answer to your question. No, that's an important Well, that's question. great. Paul, I was just going to ask for students uh, coming out of school looking to start their own business. You guys offer a special program called the Summer Company Program, do you not? We do. So I, I have to admit that in, oh God, I don't want to date myself too badly, but I think it was 2004 coming out of university, I was a participant of the summer company program. So yes. it's, it's been 16, 17 years, but it, that was my first experience sort of coming back to Ottawa from school and trying to figure things out. And uh, I loved that there was a program like that to sort of help people launch their business. And I can only imagine how that's evolved over the last sort of 15 years. Oh my gosh. Well, wow. I should have you come in and talk to our summer company students then. The, the, it is, uh, that's one of my favorite programs, uh, all honesty. It's, it's in its 21st year. Um, and what you're right, that, that program is to really help entrepreneurs figure out what it's like to run a business. And I'm sure you know, uh, you, you do it, you run it. We, we they open a, a business and they, they work it all summer and we provide the training and the mentoring behind it. Jared, you've been a mentor for yeah. uh, many, many years in that program as well. Um, so yes, anything that, uh, that, that, that program I hope stays, uh, around for, for years to come because it is essential. And you know, um, I've had young people in that program and at the end of the program, they, they look at me and they'll say, you know what, I'll never do this <laughs> and <laughs> I'll never do this again. And I look at that and say success, right? Absolutely. You know, how many people use their, their savings and then get into it and think, what have I done? And so we've helped at that young age either inspire and spark, you know, light that fire for those ones that are really uh, going to be the true entrepreneurs. And then those others that think that, that it's what they want, figuring out that it's not, that's, that just makes them a better employee, right? So, so it's, it's an amazing program. Yeah, I love that program. That's such a great contrast, too, that you mentioned, because people do have this pie-in-the-sky sort of view of what being an entrepreneur can be. So, I mean, you work two, three days a week, you make a bunch of money, you got a mansion, nice car, everything's great. Um, but the reality sometimes is definitely not that, certainly not in the beginning stages. So to give that sort of early experience to students to be able to be like, wow, I do not want any of that responsibility or any of those headaches. Uh, it's such a great sort of shake to the head to at least get people on the right track before they go and like you said invest their life savings and to something that they end up just hating yeah I, i'm sure there's statistics out there that that most entrepreneurs have high blood pressure because they're stressed <laughs> all the time thinking how am i going to make payroll we have if we lose a, a big client it i can't pay my staff or how do we pay our rent this this month and all these things that employees have no idea what goes on yeah 100 yeah. yeah yeah you got that right <laughs> um let's talk about some words of wisdom paula mm -hmm. what you know we're, we're trying to wrap up now but let's talk about a little bit about um words of wisdom for people thinking of launching a business during covid mm. 
Uh, go for it. I mean, right now, I think a lot of us, uh, uh, you mentioned side hustle, Jared, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is the, the, this is, I don't, you know, what a, it's called the gig economy, right? Get those side hustles, figure it out. Um, we offer workshops. I think we, our first, uh, um, webinar on the side on understanding what a side hustle is. We had well over 150 people on that webinar. And so, you know, I would say that, uh, uh, key definitely don't look through rose colored glasses as we've all been talking about. Um, make sure you take your time to educate yourself on what that, what, what you're doing, <clears throat> validate your idea before you do anything you know, understand what validation is. There's lots of, not just Invest Ottawa, there's other services out there that can really support you in that idea stage as well. So just do your homework, but go for it. I mean, we we need small businesses around. Um, so, so yeah, we are actually looking at developing specific programming around like more in-depth programming for people that are looking to start up businesses, because I think that that is the way that things are going to go once things start to, to settle and turn a bit. I, I bet you will see a lot of people looking at entrepreneurship as, as their next step. So um, my words of wisdom is don't jump, educate, um, understand, and and then and and seek advice. There's lots of people out there that can give you advice, and then go for it. It's so nice to see these different sort of government-infused programs to help support not only existing businesses but people looking to start a new business and people who potentially have lost their job or been displaced. For somebody looking to sort of move to that next step, what's their best route in terms of getting in touch with Invest Ottawa and accessing these great programs? Yeah. Um, so on our website, uh, I would visit investottawa.ca. And then there are two different uh, drop down in the drop down. There's a, a button that says access our services. And if you click on access our services, that will get you in touch with um, my colleague that books our business advisory services. So whether you have an idea or you're already in business and you're challenged with COVID, you know, and figuring out how to manage that, um, that would be the first step if you're, especially if you're looking at, at starting a business, access our services, and then take a peek at our programs as well. So there's a drop down on our website that is labeled programs, and you'll see there all of the different programs that you can apply to to support uh, businesses. And those right now, they will be growing over this next year, the number of programs that are provided. So that would be the, the step that I would take, visit investottawa.ca and, and go that route. Um, if you're in business already and figuring out that pivot and that side hustle to your business, the Digital Main Street program would be the, the program I would look at, the future-proof side. And that is also on Invest Ottawa's website. Um, you'll see the drop-downs for Digital Main Street and the landing page there. Um, that, that would be what I would suggest. Or reach out to me directly. I can help guide. Paula, let's talk about the community now. <clears throat> How or what can the community do to help startups? Oh, the, yeah, support your local community. I mean, buy gift cards. You know, there's, there's a lot of businesses out there that are, you know, businesses that are 
closed right now that don't, you know, obviously in this, this last uh, shutdown. Um, so, you know, we, they've implemented gift cards, just buy gift cards, um, you know, get out there, order in, right? Get, do, do takeout, do um, all of those things, order online, shop, shop local. Our businesses really do need that support. Even though we do have a wider reach, um, for some of these products and services, uh, we do want to definitely try to try to maintain our community and, and look to find those services within our community. So I would say that and, and be kind to each other because the as we've all mentioned, stress levels are so high right now. We're all living a different um a different life like we're all in different situations and mine is different from yours and 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 it doesn't make it any better or worse we're all it's all relative to the to what we're each going through so so my other thing is just try to be kind to each other and be kind uh, uh you know to our business community and and shop local yeah there's no doubt that we have to stay in business and for as an entrepreneur, some of us might look at this as an opportunity. And those of us who've been in business, well, we have to change to stay in business. And this is what being uh, adaptable and mobile means. So yeah, thank you so much, Paula. So today on the Pivoted Success podcast, we were very pleased to be welcoming Paula Hopkins from Invest Ottawa. Uh, on behalf of my co-host, Sean Cochran from TCC Canada, Myself, Jared Goldsmith, thank you so much for tuning in. Paula, thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom with Invest Ottawa with us. Oh, thanks, Jared and Sean. It's been a pleasure.